Okay, here we go. Hello everybody, happy Friday. We have made it through another week collectively. Uh, so pat on the back for all of us. Definitely a good day. How's it going, Paul? Uh, over in the Discord chat there. Happy Friday to you. Uh, let's do a quick introduction. So um, hello again to everyone. My name is Tim and I go by Foamy Guy on the GitHub and Discord, uh, as well as a couple other places online. This is the CircuitPython Deep Dive show. Uh, this was originally a show started by Scott Shawcroft, the lead developer for the CircuitPython project. Um, Scott's on a reduced schedule right now because uh, he has recently become a parent. Um, so I am doing the streams for now. So that is uh, where we are at. And I think he's just about to take uh, another chunk of leave. So Scott has been back with us for a couple of weeks, but I think we'll be taking off uh, here again shortly. So I'll be doing the deep dives uh, for the foreseeable future, as far as I know, at least until he's getting back uh, from that. And then possibly little bit after that before he gets into the swing. Uh, don't really know the, the long-term plans, but that's where we're at. Um, for those that don't know, if you are new to the program or anything like that, Deep Dive is a program where we get uh, down into the weeds of CircuitPython. Sometimes we're working on uh, CircuitPython libraries, um, especially since I have started doing the stream. So, you know, Scott's like generally way deeper than I am in the core. Uh, being the lead developer of the actual C um, portion of CircuitPython, the C code that that is CircuitPython. Um, when I'm on the show, sometimes we do that. I kind of dabble a little bit here and there, although certainly not as deep as Scott does. Um, but we do some in the core. We also do some at the library level. You know, we might work on a CircuitPython library. Uh, we also do a bit at the project level as well, which today we're going to be at the project level. Uh, working on the finishing touches to the Game & Watch Octopus. Uh, so if you're interested in this project after you watch today's stream and you haven't seen uh, the prior streams, I would encourage you to go back and find... Um, I think there was a couple of deep dives back where we worked on it for a bit. I think there's also certainly been some Saturday streams on my channel where we worked on it a bit. So if you're interested in the project, you can go back and watch the VODs of the prior work that we've done on it. Um, and I'm getting close to wrapping it up. I have a couple of more kind of feature creep things that I want to put in just because I think they're cool. Um, and then I need to finish off the last bits of the guide, which kind of need the code to get done first. So um, that's kind of the stage I'm at there. And that's what we'll be working on today. Let me also say, uh, before I do jump right in though, CircuitPython is a open source project. You can find out more about it at circuitpython.org. This is the website for it right here. Um, this is a implementation of Python that runs on tiny computers called microcontrollers. Uh, there's a bunch of pictures of them over here on the downloads page. And one thing that you can see um, quite quickly is that there are lots of different shapes and sizes of these devices. You know, some are big, some are small, some have screens, some have e-ink, some have no screens at all, um, some are round with alligator clips, right? All different shapes and sizes of these devices. And we have a version of Python that runs on these tiny computers here. This chip here is basically a, an entire computer inside there. It's not super powerful, uh, although it is pretty powerful for its size, certainly, but a uh, tiny computer in there, and it is compiling and running Python code for us. And so we're building projects in Python that run on these devices. Uh, in particular, the one that I'm looking at today is this one right here, uh, which is actually backwards right now. This is the back of it. Uh, but this is a Pygamer device. So this is a CircuitPython microcontroller, has a screen on the front. You can see this one essentially is kind of like a little game 
uh, you know, not quite Game Boy because it's landscape, so it's, you know, maybe Game Gear or certain uh, other handheld gaming setup, but it's kind of like a, a landscape handheld gaming device with, you know, AB buttons, a joystick. Um, it has options for a speaker and some other stuff on the back there. So that's the Pi Gamer. This is one of these microcontrollers that support CircuitPython. Um, and let me just wrap that bit up as well. Uh, CircuitPython.org, this is where you can go to learn more. It is an open source project, so anyone is allowed to uh, contribute to the project. If you're interested in getting involved in contributing, uh, find us on GitHub, as well as definitely encourage you to join the Discord. Um, that's where all of the development is coordinated, uh, typically is through the Discord and GitHub. So head there if you want to get involved. Um, if you don't necessarily want to get involved, if you're not interested in developing CircuitPython or helping out with libraries or anything else, uh, but you do like CircuitPython and you appreciate it and the folks who work uh, on it and you want to show your support in some way, um, another way that you can do that is just by purchasing hardware from Adafruit. So this is their website, adafruit.com. Uh, Adafruit is paying the folks who work on CircuitPython full-time, uh, like Scott, who I mentioned before. They're also paying folks to work on the project part-time as well, such as myself. So uh, all of us that do get paid to work on CircuitPython are paid by this company, Adafruit. They're a hardware and software company based out of New York, um, and they typically sell um, hardware devices. So like the microcontrollers, as well as the things that you can plug into the microcontrollers to do stuff with, you know, sensors, lights, buttons, beepers, buzzers, levers, um, knobs, pretty much any kind of little electronic doodad that you can imagine. Um, they will sell something like that most likely, and you can hook it up to your microcontroller. If you're using CircuitPython, you can write Python code to interact with it. So thank you to everyone who does purchase hardware from Adafruit. Again, that does help support CircuitPython project and those of us who work on it. Uh, so let me catch up here on the chat. And in fact, let me also stop a couple of these previews because we don't need to bog our computer down with multiple copies of this running. So let's see here. How's it going, C. Grover, as well as Paul SK, uh, and DJ Devin 3 over on Discord and then on YouTube. Uh, how's it going out to, uh, let's see, Avinash uh, Manohar, uh, as well as Hope On and Beautograph. Uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. Happy to have you here. Um, one more bit of housekeeping for today, uh, for folks that don't know yet, uh, the video just went out the other day, so you can find this on my, uh, YouTube account. Um, if you need a link or anything like that, let me know, I can drop a link. Um, but we, I'm super excited to announce, uh, or, or, or just, uh, you know, say again that the ESP32-S3 hack tablet giveaway is now live. Uh, the first round of drawings to figure out who's going to receive the first couple tablets is going to be on August the 3rd. Uh, so that is next Wednesday is when the first round of drawings will be. Um, so there is still time to enter before that. Um, and then the final round of drawings will be on the, I don't want to get it wrong, so I'm actually going to scroll down right here, on the 26th of August. We will do... Uh, another drawing where we will select the final couple of people. This way we have a chance for some people uh, to win it, you know, sooner, right? On the third, we'll draw them and then they'll get shipped out after that. Um, but we also wanted to do at least a couple of them after CircuitPython Day because we figure it's likely that with the publicity of CircuitPython Day, there might be people who hear about this giveaway on CircuitPython Day and we really wanted them to still be able to uh, actually enter and have a chance to get one of the tablets. Um, so that's why we've got the two drawings. Again, the first one is on the 3rd of August. That's coming up next week. And then we've got a couple of weeks 
uh, until the 26th for the final drawing. So you are interested in uh, getting one of these CircuitPython powered hack tablet devices, um, then head over to this gist right here, which has got uh, more information about it, as well as a link to the entry form right here, which is where you can actually enter your information uh, in order to have a chance to win one of the tablets. Um, so thank you to those of you that have already entered. Uh, I saw just, uh, I think late last night, I looked into the entries and saw we've got a, a good chunk of folks in there now. So thank you to everybody who has. Anybody who's interested, uh, go ahead and enter again before the third and you'll have a chance to win the first couple. Um, and if you don't make it in time for the third, don't worry, you can still enter before the 26th in order to get a chance to win those final few tablets. Um, so that is what's up in Hack Tablet Land. Um, and now I think we are ready to jump into our actual activity. Let's see, new to Adafruit, I'm excited to be part of the community. Just starting a survival pie in a pelican case. Looking forward to learning and building with the Adafruit community. Be well, all y'all. That's awesome. Uh, thanks for joining. First of all, thank you for tuning in to watch the program. Um, but that sounds super cool. A survival pie in a pelican case. So you're going to have like a little like a cyber deck type type thing in there. Is that the idea there? You'll have like a screen and a tiny keyboard or something. You can kind of pop it up in the wild and uh, get down on some computing whenever you need. You never know when you're gonna need to do some computing. Um, that's pretty nice. Uh, okay, so jumping into today's activity, let me, I guess let's, why don't we get our, uh, why don't we get our pie charm ready here, so actually have some other stuff that we don't really want. Let's pull that over here for a second. This is day job pie charm. We need to switch over to fun time pie charm. Here we go. Let's close this one as well. Now oh, we got fun time Python. Okay. Uh, one other thing actually that I will do before I dive straight into the pie gamer game as uh, I will follow up on my PR. I have one PR right now in CircuitPython Core, and I have not checked in on it since the other day. So I will check in to see if there's anything more for me to do on that. And if so, we may look into do it, but it'll depend. Oh, interesting, it's back to orange or yellow, so it must have gotten a new commit or merging. Okay, just merged main. Uh, must be recent, because it's still running the uh, checks, so that's where we're at there. Nothing more for me to do right now. Um, so we'll wait and see once, I guess we'll probably see if this passes actions. Maybe there will be more for us to do, or maybe uh, Scott will leave a, a, another review or something like that with some feedback. That's when we will go on from there. And my mouse batteries are dying. So I'm gonna go for a few more minutes here and nope, as I'm saying it, it's dying. So I'm actually just gonna swap out my mouse batteries because I can kind of squeeze a little bit more out of it, but it's gonna keep pausing on me, which gets increasingly frustrating because you uh, get shorter and shorter distances before it dies on you each time. So I'm gonna grab two more batteries. I will be back in just a second. Okay, got the replacements, got those ones in the charger. We'll plug that in later. Put new batteries in here. 
pop the lid back on, flip the switch, we should be good now. There we go, pit stop complete, we have a functional mouse now. Yes indeed, that's the idea. Awesome, yeah, that's super cool. Be sure to, sh be, be sure to share your progress if you're interested. Either join us over on the Discord if you're interested, there's a show and tell channel there where you can um, put updates about your projects, um, but also feel free to share if you have like a blog or if you've posted it online anywhere else, uh, you know, Instructables or Hackaday.io, anything like that. If you do have any uh, information online, feel free to share. We always love to see uh, community projects that folks are working on, so. Um, and if you want to show in a video form, there's actually show and tell on Wednesdays. I don't know how familiar you are with the with the show lineup yet, but uh, on Wednesday evenings, there's a show and tell. You can actually come on uh, you know, via video uh, and show your project kind of in person, um, you know, over video feed. So that's pretty cool as well. Um, so today I am working on Octopus Game. One of the things I want to do is a high score. Um, so I basically have the basic uh, gameplay working. And I want to just pizzazz it up a bit, right? Add a couple of, like I said earlier, kind of feature creep type things. They're not necessarily what I had initially planned, but um, the more I kind of thought about it, the more I thought a couple of these things would be cool to do. And so um, let's get our camera back up here. I think we'll be all fuzzy. Let's do the focus. How's it going, Dexter? Happy Friday. Need CircuitPython mouse on QtPy S3. I would probably use a CircuitPython mouse. I know um, I know Scott uses CircuitPython. I don't think it's for his mouse directly, but it's like a switch that affects what his mouse does, maybe, or affects what his keyboard does, one of the two. Um, and then I believe Jeff has a CircuitPython keyboard as well that he uses as like the daily driver. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find my focus thing here. There we are. Okay, that's pretty good. So, basic gameplay is pretty much working. Um, you choose a game, this one's game A. These are our left-right buttons here. Uh, you know, just quick recap for folks, if you haven't caught the old streams, the idea is uh, you're the diver character, you come down, you go across, you try to take treasure from the treasure chest, and then you try to take the treasure back up to the boat. Uh, you get points for each treasure that you manage to capture, and you have to try to elude these tentacles of the octopus. If you get caught by the end segment, the last segment of the tentacle, you'll get caught, um, you'll flail around in the middle right here, and you'll lose the treasure that you have collected on your person, but you will not lose the treasure that you already took back to the boat. Uh, and then you just get points based on the treasure. You know, your score is right up here on the top. And you pretty much just play until you run out of lives. You try to get as, you know, as much treasure as you can, as high a score as you can. Um, once you do lose your last life, then the game is over. Um, and that's pretty much how it goes. So I'll, oh, let's grab, okay, there we go. So we get caught, we flail our arms around a bit there. We get to go again, I'll get caught again real fast, so we flail around, and at this point we're now in the game over state, so uh, essentially we'll just, our diver will just sit there and keep flailing, um, our score of course will stay on 20, and it's basically waiting for us to play again if we want, and the way we do that is by choosing game A or game B, so if I choose game B this time, you know, there it says game B, uh, and we're ready to go with this one. 
Um, and essentially the difference between A and B is just B is a little bit harder, uh, moves a little bit faster. And that's the main difference. So, um, so high score though is what I wanna do. I wanna make it so when you go to the game over state, you, it will record your score uh, to some long-term storage, uh, some persistent storage. And then maybe it will also show you like the top, you know, I don't know, three or five or something like that. It'll just show you a couple of them uh, so that you can see the, uh, the high scores. Um, and I think the mechanism I wanna do that with, at least one of them is just gonna be the SD card. Uh, so I actually have an SD card plugged in right now. It just has a text file on it. There's really not much there, um, but that's perfect. So we're actually going to put that in our Pi Gamer because on the Pi Gamer, which is what device this is, on the back there is SD card slot right here. Oh. Excuse me. Knock the camera here. Let's try to carefully get my SD card. This. So I think what I want to do is just uh, nice and easy, just like write it to the SD card in a JSON file, um, you know, with just a list inside of it, basically, or an object with a list on the object. So I got my SD card plugged in. Um, I do not know the SD card code off the top of my head. I'll have to consult. Um, I'll have to consult a learn guide. So let's say Circuit Python. SD card. You know, one other thing I'm actually gonna do real fast here is uh, turn the temperature down just a degree or so. I'm getting heating up a bit. Okay, there we go. So let's see the circuit Python code. You basically have a couple of options. I know there's like SD card IO there was SDIO. I kind of, I tend to forget which one is the sort of like best practice one. Uh, that's a good idea. I'm on the for Discord. I'll keep building a log. Thanks for the info. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> initialize using the support matrix. Thing is, I know that there's like. SDIOIO, but then there's also SD card IO. And there's also Adafruit SD card, which is the library, the Python library version. I don't remember which one is the, you know, quote unquote better one. Uh, used Foamy Guys NVM helper for persistent storage setup as a non SD card works great. Yeah, I was thinking that. Uh, might be the plan as well, actually. I got a little bit of a uh, trick up my sleeve, so I was thinking the SD card first. Uh, but if the SD card is not present, I do think I will try to use NVM to store the, uh, the data as well. SD card IO is better performance. Recommends you use that one versus the lib. So let's check this one. And then SD IO IO. It's the one I don't remember usually. My code doesn't work, I have no idea. My code works, I have no idea why. Oh, my code doesn't work, I have no idea why. My code does work, I have no idea why. Uh, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> That's definitely true. Let's see here. Available on these boards. So 
via the SDIO bus. Parallel protocol. Clock pin, command pin, one or four data pins. High frequency. One of them is on spy. Okay, this one doesn't look like it uses spy. Got a clock pin, a command pin, a data pin. Let's do this one, I think. Let's see if we can find the pin, I guess, first and foremost. So I'll just use TO to find the pin. And you just drop into the REPL, import board, dir board, right like that, we'll see there. SDCS, indeed, yep, that's right there. So this is probably the one we want to go with. SDIO looks like maybe a different, uh, different hardware connection. So in my case, the place where I'm going to put this is actually going to be inside the game object, and it's going to be based on a parameter in the uh, library. It's SDIOIO because it's the library that implements the SDIO protocol, which is the fast one that requires hardware support on the board, I think. Okay, okay. And I, my guess is I think I probably can't use that one on the Pi Gamer, although we could check as well, actually. Could we go this? Yeah, no module SDIOIO. Okay, so I think that's not supported on this one, which is all right. Um, I'm going to do this inside the octopus game. I think what I'll do is just have another argument or, well, an argument at all, because we actually don't have any arguments yet. Uh, we'll just say, actually want two different ways for it to work. Um, And I'll try to comment this as I go along, because in the last couple of days, I have gone through every line of code of this project and tried to comment it up. So at this point, I'm going to try to anything new, I'm going to try to comment right out of the gate rather than having to make another pass through. So these are going to be uh, constants that represent different high score types. High score technology, high score type constants. High score SD card. High score disabled. We'll do zero on that one actually. Maybe one for that one. NVM two. And then here we'll go high score type equals. And by default, we'll do disabled so by default uh, nothing it won't do high score at all but if you tell it SD card then it will do that and if you tell it NVM then it will do that so in our constructor we will say down here we can just say set up the high score 
if I think we probably want to store this as well, actually. Put that on self, that way we can access it later. I don't know, we probably don't really need this, right? Let's just do it that way. Uh, if... Do we want to do the imports? Actually, it does kind of make sense to do the imports inside of here. That way they don't get imported if they're not needed. Okay, we don't really need to lister, I don't think, although maybe that'll be helpful to uh, just see if it's working. Yeah, and actually, we don't really need to put anything on self because at that point, we just like write files to there. Um. One thing maybe we will need. Well, this is wrong, first of all. One thing we should probably do is try. Try all of this, and if it fails. Well, let's do it without try first, because I don't know the exception exception type that it will raise. Let's do it that way first. We'll unplug the SD card once and we'll see what exception that will raise. That way we can catch it and then just put it back to disabled type. That way we have graceful fallback essentially. Uh, we'll go if self.highscore type is self.highscore nvm pass setup nvm score okay um yeah let's do the sd card first so if we give it the right argument it should initialize the sd card and print the files that it finds on it SD card data. Let's just say if we're using SD card high score system. 
Okay, so we'll save that. Let this run. We didn't pass it yet, so let's go to CodePy. Here we are. Uh, here. Okay, there we go. We got our hello.txt, which is perfect. Um, now let's make some helper functions that will kind of let us uh, read and write our high score. So. We'll just put them down towards the bottom here of our game object. Def. Let's call one uh, read high score data. This is basically gonna try open um, slash sd slash octopus high score.json. We should probably make a variable for that, right? Just in case if people wanted to use a different file name for any reason. I don't know if that's very likely or not, but. We're going to open this for reading when we're just reading the data. Can't return, actually. We need to say data object equals json.loads. Uh, uh, I need to catch this. f equals f.read f.close turn the object but we'll also say accept return none or should we return maybe we'll return like a base object that's empty or something um def initialize high score file That's going to open it for writing. So we basically want like we almost want to just say, like, if the file doesn't exist, then we want to do this. 
How do you check if a file exists? Guess we could do uh, os.path import exists. Do we have that? We do not. I guess we'll do lister then. We do have lister. If that file... Ah, but that's gonna be... Only the file name. Okay, so maybe we shouldn't have SD card in this. Just be the file name. We'll import JSON only if we are doing high score. Maybe only if the file doesn't exist, I want a chance. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. So that's what we're putting here. So if that file is not in os.lister of slash sd slash, then that's when we're going to do this. High score list equals a list. That's going to get written. Close. Unresolved reference. Interesting. I guess we'll just import JSON. Guess, yeah, technically it doesn't know that. I guess we'll probably need OS out here as well. Oh, we already have it, I see. We don't really need to print, I don't think. Actually, let's keep printing just for the minute so that we can actually see when our file gets created. If the file's not in the list of files that are in the root of the SD card, open it as writable. This will now need this, though. Same thing here, actually, as well. Okay. So we don't really need that to be all split out like that. Okay, so if the file doesn't exist, it's going to get created. So here... Well, we'll still probably want to try catch as well inside of here also because we need to basically handle if the 
you know, if we didn't get the SD card initialized properly, then this will really raise an exception of some port of some sort. We're on GitHub. Can I create an issue concerning uh, Adafruit AIO time URL request response? Um, it's a good question. I'd probably say that the Adafruit IO circuit Python library is about as good a place as any. Um, yeah, I'd probably start here, uh, even though it's not like it sounds like your question is maybe not necessarily specific to this circuit python library but instead more specific to the server side uh but i don't know of another good place like the server side doesn't really have a github repo in the same way that you know this library does so um i'd probably start here and somebody should probably see it here and know if there's a better place for it like brent might know if there's a better place for it um, yeah, that's probably, that's probably where I'd start. I guess we do want to try this. When we read here, so essentially anytime we read, we'll initialize first. Um... Yeah, we'll figure out the try-catch. Okay. New data object. You just call initialize here as well. That way, if it doesn't exist, it'll get created. And then Yeah, and then we just write the data that we got in this file. So we'll go this one again, but instead of this empty object, we'll dumps new data object, that one right there. That will write the data into there. So basically when it comes time to do it, we'll read the high score data, we'll check the scores in the list. If ours is higher than the ones in the list, we'll put ours in and then we'll trim the list down to like three or five or something like that. And then once we've done all of that, we'll save the resulting modified object back into the file. Okay. 
returns none. Read high score data. This one returns a dictionary. I'm going to put SD on all of these because we will have slightly different logic for the NVM variation. Or should we have the if statement inside of here? Actually, I think I like that better. Let's undo that. Let's undo that. Yeah, because this will have some initialization to do in, uh, in NVM land as well. Check if the high score file or NVM object exists and create it with an empty list if it doesn't. This then will actually say if self dot high score type. And then we'll have elif nvm do whatever we need there as well. So how do we want to show them? I think what we'll do is just... I think we should have a label that we can hide and show. So I think the way I want this to work is when you're in game over mode or waiting to begin mode, which is the mode it's in when you first boot it up, I think I want it so that if you press either start or select hammer died again uh, then it will show the high score to you and it will just be in a label that gets splashed on top of the rest of the stuff so let's go ahead and do that so we're gonna say Back into here.
So interestingly, because we chose to put zero for the disabled one, that means that it will equate to false, which means we can actually just say if high score type, and that will mean if it's any of the ones that aren't zero. So we'll only do this if we are going to use the high score, in which case we'll go self dot high score label equals a new label with font terminal io dot font scale to background color Hmm. Let's go roughly the same background as. So we have to remember too. It's only gonna. It's only gonna be as big as the text. Okay. Yeah, I think that's all right though. I think we want the color of this, which isn't there. Yeah. That I drop. No, I wanna. Oh, are you serious? I can't. Okay, there we go. That's what we want right there. Uh, it'll be hex though. No color. Uh, we don't need any text yet. Um, anchor point zero point five. 0.5. Oh, we catch up here. Just started using PyCharm, watching you. All the shortcuts and tricks is neat. Didn't know you could do a lot of stuff like selection tab for indents. Learning how to use PyCharm better from watching you too. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's uh, it definitely has a lot of uh, you know, quote unquote like batteries included. Uh, they say for that sometimes like it has a lot of really really super handy um, shortcuts for things uh, anchored position is gonna be I think we'll just center this why don't we yeah I think so let's center it so we're gonna say uh, anchored position is um, do we have display in here we don't actually have display, do we? Hmm, that makes it tough. Um, let's pass the display when we initialize this. And we'll... Uh, do it this way. Now we'll have height and width. 
we go to display. Okay, so now our label should be in the middle. Doesn't have any text in it yet. That's all right. Let's just put some bogus text in it for now. Sixty-seven, new line. Uh, fifty, thirty-three, new line, twenty-one. That'll be our high score for now. Padding left, 20 pixels. Padding right, 20 pixels. Padding top, 20 pixels. Padding bottom, 20 pixels. And... You append it to self. Self.append self.highscore label. So now it'll just take over the screen, I think. It'll just be showing on top of our game. That's not what we want ultimately, but this will at least let us see if uh, it's working. Okay, I see a box there, but I don't see any text in it. My guess is our text is probably white or some other very light color. So let's go clock. Color? Okay, there we are. Uh, feels too low. Somebody booked a work meeting during Circuit Python time. What's up with that? It's not the right time for a meeting. What are they thinking? I guess we just have too much padding. There we go. We could, you know, we could have more on the sides than the top and bottom. In fact, maybe we don't need the top and bottom at all.
Okay. Do we maybe we don't want scale two? I'm trying to think if we want scale two or not. One thing we can do is line spacing 1.0. That should tuck it in a little bit better. Yeah. We could probably fit a couple of more. Let's see how many we can. Let's see if that fits or if we're got too many at that point. Hmm. Not quite. It's kind of clipped just a bit at the bottom there. Yeah, it does look like possibly there's room for this to get even smaller. I don't know that we want them too small, but I mean, that's not that bad, really. That does fit all five pretty nicely. Like that. Wish we could have a border on it, uh, which I don't think we can very easily. That would be cool if we could. Okay. I think what I want is you'll just press either start or select during the game over mode or the game waiting to play mode. When you press it, it will show this label populated with the data from the file or the NVM or whatever it is. So we've got it set now. I'm going to keep this bogus data in it for a little while just so we can hide and show it and make sure everything's working. Um, and then we'll we'll go from there. So uh, let's see here. In CodePy, we're passing through start and select just as right button press, left button press. So what we'll do is inside of those functions, check which state we're in to determine the appropriate action. So this says basically if the current state is not game over and the current state is not state waiting to play so if we say else then that means it is one of those or the other else how's it going igtv thanks for tuning in friends It's happening to me a lot lately. Sympathize, yeah. People these days can't, uh, I mean, if you can't count on people not to schedule a meeting during CircuitPython time, what can you count on people for, frankly? Uh, so if we are in one of those states, then this is when we want to, basically just, we're gonna toggle it. So we're just gonna say self.highscorelabel.hidden, equals not self dot high score label dot hidden. So 
basically take the opposite of whatever hidden currently is and make it that, set it to that. We'll basically have the same thing here because I think we just want both buttons to do this. Doesn't matter if you press the start or select button, or in this case, we're actually calling them the right and left buttons since that's the way that this game works. Um, so I should be able to hide it now by pressing the button. Indeed, we can be able to show it again. Perfect. There we go. So now we can hide and show the high scores. Uh, we should probably do like a, well, let's say if high score type. So, cause if it's disabled, then we're not gonna do anything of course. But if it's either NVM or SD card, then we do wanna do this. And we may as well, I think, also just go read self.read this. I think what we're going to do is actually change the way that this works. I'm pretty sure I had this function return, but in hindsight, I don't actually really want it to return. I want it to return Okay, wow. Okay, props, props, uh, where props are due. Uh, I will say good job to YouTube for making it so that when you report a spam, a clearly obvious spam in the chat, such as the one we just had, it no longer shows the person's name, which is fantastic because lots of the people who put spam in YouTube chats choose names that are also kind of problematic to show on the screen. Uh, so plus one, thumbs up, thank you to YouTube for making the moderation experience of YouTube chat a lot better uh, usable, I would say even. So thank you. I have spent time in the past kind of dogging on the YouTube chat because it is kind of frustrating, uh, the lack of tools for moderating, but uh, props where they are due, that's, uh, very good improvement over how it used to be. So 
Thank you and good job to YouTube. Um, so we are going to read it. We're not going to re bother returning it anymore. Instead, we are going to put it into the label. So we'll just say self dot high score label dot text equals make high score text update high score text update high score text this will get the data object def update high score text this takes data object and yeah actually just do this We'll wrap it in this, that way we check if we're disabled or not. Only do this if we are not disabled. Then can you do this? Newline.join. Data object. High score list. Um, yeah, do we need anything else for that? I don't think so. Update high score text, that really should do it. We're going to pass in that object there. Read high score data, we'll call this. Update the text. So at this point, we could still hide and show it, but it will no longer show our bogus data anymore. I think we'll end up with empty. Yeah, after we hide it once and try to show it the next time, it never shows again because it doesn't have any actual text in it because we don't have any high scores in our data file. So let's make one more function. Um, def evaluate high score. Okay, so open the file for reading, read it, close the file. Now we're gonna loop over the scores. So if the score in the list is less than The 
the score of the current game. Then numerate. If the score in the list is less than the current game score, we want to insert at zero self.score. And then you want to delete the last one. I think we could maybe do del, uh, and then we give it the index or something. Oh, pop, okay, what is Removes an element at the specified position. Removes and returns the last element, excellent. So we should be able to just say pop. So if we do add, then we wanna also go after we insert Oh no, we only want to do that if we have more than the max. If it's greater than four, then we pop. Remove the last one. So they'll get added until we get to the fifth one. Once we've added the fifth one, we'll then remove the last one to get back down to four. And that will just happen over and over again. We will not insert at zero here, we'll insert at i. So we wanna insert in the place in the array where we're at. That way they'll stay ordered. The highest one should stay at the top, I think. I'm not positive if that's going to work. We may have to tweak the logic, so we'll see. Um, If it is, And after we have done all of this, we then want to write the data back out. So write no, self.write 
new data will just be data object, which has now been modified. Okay. I think we're there, right? So really the last thing we would need to do is actually call evaluate high score. Um, and then once we do that, it should start adding our scores to the list. So let's say, oh, where is this? This is, um, it's gonna be essentially when we change to the game over state which, coincidentally enough, is actually right here, which is super handy. Uh, so here we'll just say if... I love when I'm mindlessly scrolling around and find the exact thing I'm looking for, and I didn't even know I was looking... I didn't even know what I was looking for specifically when I started scrolling. I was still in the process of figuring out what I needed to find. Turns out we scrolled right to it before we even realized what it was. So if we're using high scores, if they are enabled, then evaluate high score. And that should be all we need to do because self.score will already be stored on there. It'll check the list, it'll do its thing. But let's see if this works. I am gonna put the back of this back on because it's easier to play. Uh, at some point we'll take out the label um uh, the bogus ones rather we'll take out the bogus scores oh, camera died again it's getting pretty bad on the camera with this one now i don't know
focus again. Uh, one other thing we need to do is we need to hide the high score when we're about to start the game if it is showing, because otherwise it'll just stay on top. That is right here. In fact, why don't we just put it inside reset? That way, it'll never be on top of the game. Oh, I didn't wait long enough. Dang it. Oh, I shouldn't have gone here. Oh, dear. Okay, there we go. Okay, come on. Keep going, get some more, a little more. Okay, now go. Nice. Okay, wait for the last one, there we go. And back out. Oh, we got caught by that last one right by the boat. All right, one more life. Oh, and then I just ran straight into it, so. So much for one more life. Good news is we get to check now. It should have called evaluate. Um, and theoretically, it should have added 36 to it. So at this point, we are in the game over state. So if we press start or select, it should, hide the, uh, it should show the high score label, which should have 36 in it, but it doesn't look like it did. So let's figure out why. Um, lose life. Game is looking fun. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, check for game over. Current state to game over. If we have a high score type, then evaluate high score. Need to evaluate high score. It's just uh, when in doubt, just add some prints. Let's do some good old print debugging. Uh, print inside evaluate high score okay and i apologize but i'm gonna have to run to the restroom really fast and come back so brb
Okay, sorry about that. I was not gonna make it the rest of the stream. Uh, so we got some in here. Let's just double check the logic while we're here, evaluate. That's gonna read, get the data object, loop over the things in the list. Uh, I see the problem. Does anybody else see the problem? When in doubt, print for sure, yep. Hi Tim, late but present. How's it going, Rich Sad? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, so the problem is, if there's no things in the list, we will not loop over this any amount of times. So, in that scenario, what on earth did I do? In that scenario, If it has length, do that else. So if there's no scores in it, then just add it. We know that we won't need to pop because we're adding the first one. We can just use a append instead of insert. We do still want to write. Okay, give it a try. Camera froze again. This camera is killing me. I don't understand. I don't understand what could be changing over time to make this so much less reliable. But it certainly feels like after a couple of months of using the phone, it starts getting messed up like this. I cannot imagine what technologically it could be, but power through here, so we'll go game A. Oh, yeah, yeah, got caught by that last one there. At least I won't just run into it right away again, though. What were we? We were 36 last time. Let's see if we can beat that even though it didn't save. We still got two lives. Oh, so close. I should have got one more. Oh, no. Okay, well, we got to 37 at least. I should have gone past. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Whew. There it goes. Oh, and it crashed, crashed.
need to evaluate high score, inside evaluate high score. Join expects a list of string slash bytes objects consistent with self object. I do this bit wrong. Is it join and then you give it the string instead of string and you call join on it? Planned obsolescence, you must upgrade. Resistance is futile. Yeah, well, that's the thing. This is actually a newer one than the one I was using before. And the one I was using before followed the same tra trajectory of, like, it worked fine for a long time and then started getting a little flaky and then got more flaky and then became unusable. And this one started out fine for several months, started getting just a little flaky, started getting more and more flaky, and now it's getting to the point where it's pretty much unusable. I wonder if it's storing, like cached stuff or something. I wonder if the storage is full, maybe. So this is actually, you give it the list, I would have thought I'd do wrong here. So maybe if the list is empty, join expects a list of string slash bytes objects. Maybe they were ints. Maybe they were ints. It actually gets tough. How do we convert them to strings? Really, we should, we should probably convert them to strings prior to writing, I think, right? Shouldn't we? And we'll have to convert back to int to compare, but I think that's okay. Let's go. That doesn't work. Um, or, duh, actually, this is silly. Why don't we do this? Convert it to a string when we put it in, but leave it as uh, put it back to an int when we need to compare. Like that. And so, unfortunately, uh, we're kind of just stuck on the first one, because at this point we have a 36 number in our thing. Um, we need to get it back out of there, or we need to convert it to a string, one or the other. Um,
Probably just delete it's going to be the easiest thing for now. This will initialize a game, which will set up the SD card so that I can then go. Or delete. Remove. can restart you still have our bogus ones but if I click again it doesn't crash so I think maybe we're okay at least for now go game a One thing I should also do still is double check that my speed up logic is working. Oops, got caught. I implemented some speed up logic where as you get a higher score, the game will go faster. Up to a certain point, there's still like a maximum speed. Um, but it would be good to verify that that's actually working. And maybe make it a bit more aggressive, I will say too, because I don't feel like it's any faster right now. But I also don't know at what point you reach the fastest speed, like... We may still have a ways to go before we actually hit the, uh, the highest with the current algorithm, the fastest. Okay, I think we'll lose after this one. Let's give it one more good collection spam here, let's get back to the boat, and then let's just get caught. Seventy-seven made it up to. So now we're in game over mode. Be able to click again, get our high score. 
There it is. 77, so we should also be able to play again. Get caught. Let's get at least one. Let's not have... We don't want to get zero on the high score. In fact, we should probably... Should we make a special case for zero? Should we say you're not allowed on the high scoreboard? You only got zero score? That feels kind of appropriate, I think. Oh, got caught by the last one. Okay, let's just grab again. So 11 will now go into the high score. Oh no, it didn't. Hmm. Why didn't it? Oh, I see. I see why. Well, I don't see because it's not in this part of the screen, but I know why, and it's because inside of Evaluate, our logic is wrong here. It says, if we have no items, then append it. We have some items, then loop over them and look for one that's lower than the current score. We actually need to append it if we have less than four. Uh, let me catch up here as well. Oh, it's been a minute. Uh, here we go. By the way, to those uh, who were on the other night begging for the Pico W, got one ordered today from Pie Shop US, limit one. We'll do the Wi-Fi port on CircuitPython soon. That's awesome. Uh, would bet they were non-strings. Yep, I think that turned out to be right. Always a new phone, even when you have the newest phone. Marketing for the next phone launch begins. When the model hits the stores, they prey on the perpetual cycle of FOMO. I, I will say I don't... Um, don't fall prey to that myself. My phone was getting up to be about like five or six years old, and then I bought one that is also still five or six years old from now, but was new in box. It's just, you know, new in box phone that was released five years ago. So I tend to buy the old ones. Join. So this one is with the, uh, what you call the uh, expander. That's not the right name for this, but forgetting that the name of those um, inline list loopy thingies. Ex uh, expand expression? Expansion? No, I don't know. That's all right. Uh, zero gets an animation of uh, Blinka laying an egg. That might be kind of fun. People play with 66 megahertz microcontrollers, not the type to be affected by FOMO. Uh, I did just get two S3s, so what do I know? Absolutely nothing, Tim. I miss uh, weekly. I missed this weekly because of work. Oh, that's no good. Real question is who's organizing and when is the CP Octopus Twitch battle? Not it, I don't game. That's a good question. If there is somebody who wants to have a uh, an octopus off, if there's somebody who would like to challenge me uh, live on stream to a game of octopus, if you have a Pi Gamer or a Pi Badge device, and if you have a way to like have a camera that shows your device, um, if anybody does have that, and wants to do a live octopus showdown on Twitch, we totally could arrange that. So ping me on Discord if somebody is interested in that. That might be kind of fun to do. We can uh, get on a video chat or whatever and pull them both into the stream and then play side by side. Once and for all, find out who is uh, the best treasure diver. Probably will not be me, I'm guessing, but I don't know. I have practiced a fair amount now, I guess. 
So we basically, we don't wanna say if it's greater than zero, really what we wanna say is if it's less than four. No. What do we want? Because we also, we, we do still need to check. Okay, I think what we do is we keep it like this. If it's greater than zero, it goes in here, it loops and checks. If it's on zero, then it just depends without checking. When we get to the end of this list, When we get to the end of the list, if we haven't, added score equals false, added score equals true, we got to the end of this for loop, if not added score and length This less than four, then just append it. Because that means that the current score is not higher than any of the ones currently in the list, but there are less than four in the list, so we want to just append the new one to the end, which in our previous case that would have appended the 11 onto the end there. Yeah. Let's see here. Can uh let's see here. Circuit Python Day Octo Battle Royale. That'd be fun too. Yeah, if we had a couple of people we could do a tournament on Circuit Python Day. Well, my Pico W comes, I'll study MicroPython, put it on Pico, and review the network support module and start the port, then test in a few days. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Definitely super stoked about the uh, Pico W and having uh, Wi-Fi support into CircuitPython eventually. I think that'll be pretty nice for the uh, you know cheapest IoT little Wi-Fi capable device being that cheap. Um, will be a bit of a game changer there. That's cutting a decent chunk of change out of the price of kind of like the most basic sort of IoT type projects you can do. Oh, got caught. That's all right. Truthfully, we're good now. We could just get caught again as long as we have some points uh, and as long as we stay under 77 as well, I guess, because that's the logic we're trying to test is there aren't enough in the high score list yet. There it was. Okay, so now we got our 18. We should try to aim for maybe more than 18, but less than 77. Let's make sure it gets inserted at the right spot. Uh, and it's very possible that I'm actually off by one on the insert. I actually don't know if I did the uh, index correctly. 
I would say I'm not very would not be very surprised if I didn't. If we were off by one, I, I wouldn't be very surprised, I don't think. Oh, shouldn't have gone. Okay, now we'll just get caught. Oh no! Insert. Nothing went wrong. Greater than list int. Lose life. Evaluate high score, 623. Oh, goodness gracious. All right, another round. We'll take those bogus ones out here pretty quick as well. We'll get caught here on 30. We, we do still want to test the same thing. The uh... Inserting into the middle. Okay, one more. We maybe ought to hide that last segment whenever you lose a life. That way... You can't just immediately run straight into it again. I don't. I don't think the uh, the original game has that sort of guardrail in it. I think it will allow you to just run into that first one. But as a player, I can see it would be pretty cool if wouldn't let you just lose real fast like that. Did we put this inside the for loop? Also amused that I have both violet and purple jumper wires that are cut to the same length. Can we change the divers to Blinka? We could theoretically. Got an offer on a guitar for sale on Craigslist. Found out it was a scam. Hope you didn't pay the scalping price. Could it just be appended to the list and then sort it? Maybe. Probably yes, but the shorter answer is I don't know how to sort lists. Is there an easy function for that in CircuitPython? I also don't know if it'll matter because my list has strings in it. That might make it not sort right, 
I don't actually know for sure. Um, so I think what happened is that basically added multiple times. I think what happened is that it started this loop here. This ended up adding a thing, which then caused this to loop again. Because now this has one extra item inside of it. So it looped again. I don't know why it decided to add again, though. Because it's not less than. It would have been equal. Unless it was still comparing to the old one. I guess that's probably it. It was probably still comparing to the top one. So I think, why don't we just go, um, like that, or break. We break out of the for loop, so we just stop counting the for loop. Okay, and unfortunately, now we have a lot of 37s. I think I'd like to uh, reset again. Do I want to make a function to reset? No, I think I'll just keep using the REPL. Take the bogus ones out. <laughs> Hiccups. Come to in case we want to turn it back on. I'll delete it um, out of the final one, though. List sorted equals sorted list. Or list sort to in place sort. 
followed by the for loop to deduplicate. Yeah, that's the other thing too, is I don't want to add duplicate ones, which I think the logic I have now will prevent. Oh no, it won't actually prevent adding duplicate ones. Because it could be larger than the next one, and then it would still add. Don't add it if it's already in the list. Okay, 18's plenty, let's get caught here. Okay, got our 18. Okay, now we want to go between 18 and 7. So now we're game over. There we are. Now let's try between 7 and 11. Let's try to get 8. Oh, let's also show this and then start. Nice. Oh no, I shouldn't have gone back. Okay, well we could test 11. As long as I don't get any more. Because this should basically not add anything, because we just added that check for not in list. Let me also, I'll scroll the chat here in just a minute. Oh no, it still added it, and it put it in the wrong spot. Oh, because of the other check afterwards. Dang, there's a lot of edge cases that I did not consider. 
It's a list of ints, cannot have any dupes. Sorry for not paying attention. It is a list of strings. Forgot a space after the last hashtag. Don't know if that'll throw an error in PyCharm. You would definitely complain about that. Not sure where. Is that one you said? No. Hashtag. Do I have a hashtag in here? Oh, the uh, bit that I commented out? Where it set the label uh, focus text? It's gotta be, I think, what you're talking about, right? Where I added the comment. Yeah, I think it will complain, but not... Uh, not, like, not run. This one here, yeah. I think it does. It's yellow. Block comment should start with, yeah, hashtag space. There we go. Now the yellow goes away. So it does complain, but it doesn't stop it from running. Um, okay, we got another problem, which is inside evaluate. We don't want to add unless it's not in the list yet. So... This one. Okay, so if we haven't added it yet, i.e. meaning that all the scores in the list were bigger than the current score. That would be the reason why we haven't added it. So if we haven't added it, and there are less than four in the list, and the current one is not already in the list, then we want to append it. Then and only then. We don't append it. If we already added it, we don't append it. If there's already four in the list, we don't append it if it is already in the list as well. Okay. So now we do have the second copy of 11 in our high score though. We need to fix that somehow. Let's try to do REPL again. I wish I could go up. Find the things I ran before. Let's make a little helper script to set up the SD card for us, why don't we?
think that will do it, right? There we go. So, yeah, let's try to get uh, eight, let's say. Oh, more than seven, less than 11. There we go. Nice. Yeah, that one went in there between. I think we're looking good. Um, I still need to do more testing of edge cases and stuff like you know if we get one above 11 we need to make sure that the bottom ones get pushed down oh my okay Nice. So seven got pushed off the list. Now it's 18, 14, 11, and 10. 14 being the one that we got this time. Nice. Okay. I'm liking that. Sorted deduped list equals sorted list set list of strings to be all set theory about it. Oh yeah, I forget about set. I have used set for that before as well to uh, get rid of the duplicates. In this case, I think my logic will make it so there are no duplicates, but that would probably work as well. And honestly, the code's probably easier to understand than what I got, but... Something satisfying about watching an unordered list get sorted. Yeah, definitely. Especially, like, if you've ever watched the sorting algorithms work, like, where they... It visualizes, like, which ones it's moving at what time or whatever, and you can see the difference between, like, bubble sort versus merge sort and all the others. Okay. I think that's probably where... We wrap it for the night. So we got about two hours in. We got the high score worked out uh, for the SD card. We got some of the infrastructure in place to do the NVM version. And we're pretty much ready. Like, I think all we would have to do for the NVM one is pretty much just inside of read data, uh, read high score data. Um, and write high score data. Initialize. We'll need one branch in here that initializes the NVM object. We'll need one branch in here that reads out of NVM and calls update high score. 
we'll need one branch in here that writes to NVM instead of the SD card. This will stay the same because it's getting past the data object. It doesn't care where it came from. This will need logic to say if it's the SD card, then do this. If not, then read it from NVM. Maybe we should be returning. Maybe this should return data object. That's how I started it initially. Because then inside of here, it could just say data object equals read high score data, which will then correctly handle if it is an SD card versus if it is NVM. Because we're going to have elif like this will do its own setup inside of here that way evaluate high score actually won't have to care about it it will just get it from the read function which will make sure to do the right one it will check through the list. If it wants to write, it'll call write inside of there. That will do it correctly, whether it's SD card or NVM. Cool. Yeah, I think we're, that's pretty much all we would need for NVM. So it's really not gonna be that many things. We basically just need to add branches to like three of these functions and tweak the, uh, tweak the logic inside this one to actually use the read function instead. I think we'll plan on doing that tomorrow though, on the uh, Saturday morning stream. Better not to have to dedupe after the fact. Defragmentation sorting algorithm competitions are really neat to watch. Put on the finishing touches on the game, home stretch looking great. Yeah, yeah, I was, I. I struggled with it because I wanted to call it done. I, I, I need to get the guide done and published. Um, I know I need to get the guide done and published, but I was thinking about it last night. Um, while I was doing some of the comments, I was like, uh, I really wish there was a high score because then it gives you like incentive to play again, right? It, gives you incentive to, to keep playing and try to beat your high score, which, like, you could remember it, I guess, but I think having it show is so much nicer. It gives it that more tactile sort of, like, this is why I want to keep playing is to beat that score. Um, and I figured this would be good as an example as well, right? Because remember, the point of this game is to be a game, but also to be an example project. So... I figured this ability of storing the high score at all, but then also storing it either on SD card or NVM provides some good reusable chunks of code. People will be able to take this concept and use it for other things. You know, maybe they're keeping a high score inside their game, or maybe they're not even doing a high score. Maybe it's some other thing entirely, but they want a similar you know, ability to either use an SD card or NVM. So I figured this will give it some good example code usage in the future. 
Okay, so thanks uh, for tuning in, everybody. Definitely appreciate all of you. Um, I will say again, happy Friday. Um, I hope everybody has a good night and a good weekend and all of that. I will be back uh, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Central Time uh, for my stream over on my channel. That one's on uh, twitch.tv slash foamyguy underscore twitch. Um, or YouTube slash foamy guy, I think it is, but I'm less sure about that one. I'll drop links in the chat, so if you're interested in catching those Saturday morning streams, the best things to do are uh, follow me on Twitch. That's probably the best thing, because then you'll get notifications from Twitch when I go live. Uh, or the other thing you could do is just definitely join the Adafruit Discord, watch that live broadcast chat room, and I'll put the links in there, the direct links to the current stream. Uh, whenever I am going to get started streaming in the morning. So um, tomorrow morning we'll do the NVM storage. We'll get that wrapped up. And I think what we'll probably do after that is get the PR in for the Learn Guide repo to add this code to it. And then once that is in, the rest of the guide can be finished because it needs to embed code that's in the Learn Guide repo. So that's where we're at there. Uh, thanks for the deep dive. Always learn something new and useful. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for letting me know that uh, it's interesting and that you learn. I definitely always appreciate that kind of feedback. So thanks, folks. Uh, thank you to Ask Patrick. Have a great weekend to you as well. And yeah, I'll just say some quick goodbyes here again. So thanks to C. Grover, Ask Patrick W., DJ Devin. Uh, who else do we have hanging out today? Todd Bot, uh, C. Grover, we said. Let's see. Rich Sad, thanks for hanging out. Also, uh, thank you for the work you're doing on the Wi-Fi. That's going to be amazing. Ask Patrick W. Um, let's see. Did we have any other Discord folks today? Trying to think back. Uh, Mark Gambler, thank you for hanging out. Paul SK, thank you as well. Neerdoc. Uh, I think we made it there. Dexter. Paul SK. Paul Cutler as well. Thanks, Paul Cutler. That's our, uh, that's our Discord list. Over on the YouTube, we got Beata, Usual Suspect. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you as always. Uh, IG.TV, Fury, Command, Corvus, uh, let's see there, Hope On, and Avinash. Thank you to all of you folks for watching. I will catch you all next time, which again, for me, that'll be tomorrow morning. Um, but I'll, oh, uh, real quick, actually, last bit of housekeeping is no deep dive next week. Uh, I'll be gone next week. I have other plans on Friday, so no deep dive on Friday, or at least I won't be doing it. I don't know if anybody else is interested in stepping in uh, to do a stream on Friday evening. If so, reach out, ping me. I I'd be happy to um, help get you set up if you are interested in doing that. But yeah, I will be gone next week, so no deep dive with me at least next week on Friday. So um, yeah, I'll catch you all tomorrow morning for my stream. Thanks again. And